Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, you lovely people. Right, this week we're talking about self-inquiry, right? Now, there's a lot to this. It's not just about asking ourselves questions. There's a whole bodily somatic element to this and we're just super excited to put it out there. Once again, you may be able to detect something going on here, slightly under the weather, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet and I'm just going to hand you over to me and Ellie. Love you all. I hope you enjoy the podcast. See you soon. Action. Hello, action. Kites, <laughs> lights, camera, and action. And there's no, Mr. Sam, just FYI, there's no bank robbing horses allowed in this episode. No, you can't do that. You just said no, you you just declared no, no horses. But here we are talking no, about No, that. no, no bank robbing horses. Yeah, allowed. okay. They'll be so, doing something else today. Yeah, yeah, off. I don't know, greyhound racing or something, maybe, with their badger friends. Don't don't anyway. don't wait. You can't do. Don't wade into territory that isn't yours. You can't. You can't. You can't. That's be... Just where in my head? Oops, that's just where the horse was. I've got images of um, if, if greyhounds stadium. greyhounds racing around the track were actually mini horses. Now, that's what's in my head. Okay, <laughs> this is why we shouldn't be allowed to podcast. But who's going to stop us? No one. Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> you must stop immediately. Like when they send out letters to stop researching. Cease and dismissed. What? Cease no, and, oh, God, I can't dis- whatever speak. it is. You know like, what you mean. But we're going to get a letter. Desist. Yeah. Yeah. So before somebody tells us to stop, we're going to try and finish off our series. Into self inquiry. Have you just bombed my intro again? Sorry. For fuck's sake. Seems like I have. Fuck's sake, Sam. So if if you didn't hear Sam's rude interruption there, we're talking about mm. self-inquiry today. And it kind of comes nicely after the very strange episode we did last week <laughs> about, about self-talk. Maybe we should never have done this. What, this one or the All of them. previous <laughs> The whole thing. <laughs> The world would be a very different place. Yeah, my world would. Yeah, everyone's world would. So we're going to talk self-inquiry today. And now I've forgotten what I was going to say about it. Oh, God. We'll just, I'll, I'll inquire. I, I, just lost, I just lost my mojo, mate. I'll entirely. inquire. I'll inquire into what's, what's into self-inquiry. We were going to talk about what on earth we're bloody on about. What do we even mean by self-inquiry? Mm. Oh, are we starting there or are you just going through the whole list? No, no, that's where we're starting. I thought we'd just start where we said we would. Mm. Leah, have you got your mojo back? Say, say it again. What, gonna... what do we mean by it? Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. Ooh. Not necessarily by time, but just by my interpretation of time, my experience of time. 
<laughs> so come what, on, we're waiting. What we, what we mean by self-inquiry is our propensity, ability, and skill to listen to self, mm. to tune in. And I'm pretty sure in the wackiness of last week's episode, we were talking about tuning in more so the from the the voice the the self-talk voice side of things and this isn't necessarily just about listening to ourselves in terms of what we hear but orienting to a place where we are curious and interested in what's happening in the totality of our own experience meaning everything that makes up that experience, not just the thoughts that we identify or the series of words that we hear in our head, but how we're feeling moment to moment, what we're sensing, what we are, keep saying tuned into. I know what I mean by being tuned into something, but maybe we could expand on that a bit. Um, so that's it. That's what we're talking about. Anything to add, Mr. Sam? If I missed anything glaringly obvious? No, just, just that. You know, I keep thinking I'm being really quiet. Um, that this is that, that, oh my lord, that it is about much more than yeah, the voice in our heads. It's there's a whole world going on, um, and many of us are kind of innocently kind of disconnected from all that. So we don't, we kind of don't know how we feel, or mm. we we've never looked in that direction. We're kind of very in our head, or we're trying to find the answers out, trying to figure the answer out with our words and all that kind of stuff. Um, when actually there's a whole world of sensing and, you know, there's a body mind. There's, as it looks, there's not really a distinction between the two. They're kind of one and the same. And science is showing this again and again and again. And the, the power of just, you know, even like breath work or something like that, that's a way of communicating with ourselves. That's a way of inquiring what's happening in our body. Um, and very quickly having very fast physiological um, effects um, mm. in terms of uh, blood pressure, in terms of like the pH of our blood, all sorts of crazy stuff. So we want to just widen people's understanding of what it means to to inquire, because it doesn't just mean like the kind of like, you know, interrogation, just like what's going on here, what's going on here kind of stuff. There's a there's a there's a somatic world here as well, like a body world and a feet of feelings and. And that that's very powerful as well to to kind of open up to that and just give it a seat at the table if you you might not have done that before. Mm, yeah, I like how you put that. This it goes alongside nicely to what we were saying last week about things neither being good nor bad, but they just are. And to orient favorably to all of them and include them and see what's there to be um you know gifted this this there may be something to learn there may be something to to notice something to um, to let go of but being open to that experience gives us options as opposed to just kind of <laughs> bumbling along through life like i did for many many years entirely disconnected from myself and not as you, uh, it was really poignant when you said about not really knowing how you feel mm. 
Yeah. I, I mean, think. Go on, sorry. I was just going to say some of that for me was because I, w- I literally would not allow myself to feel. I was always off in the future, always out um, predicting what was going to happen, forecasting what was going to happen, crystal ball gazing. And that was a really good distraction. Not necessarily that it was a conscious thing, but it was a really good distraction from the present moment and what's happening and being able to attuned to that yeah i honestly think for a lot of people if we're to ask ourselves you know how do i feel a lot of people are like i have no idea i don't think i even know and our kind of emotional our understanding of that kind of world is um it's, it's kind of limited right we're like am i angry or am i like kind of what is it something that like what's going on kind of stuff and 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 it's not that it's not that we need like specific labels and that we need to be completely, you know, literate in that world or anything, but actually it's uh, just the, the curiosity and the, mm-hmm. and the holding of that space can be really, really powerful. And it seems like a doorway to other stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about tuning into our inner knowing and wisdom and things like that. Um, but one of the doorways to it is, is actually just, um, yeah, being with what's going on for us in the body. So, and, and that that often is is as simple as just, I mean, we, in a lot of our programs, in many things that we do, and I often find myself kind of saying to this, to people a lot, is just, just actually give yourself five minutes or a minute to just be with yourself, to just, you're not trying to change anything. You're not trying to think yourself, you know, if you've got a head full of thoughts or whatever, so be it, whatever feelings and sensations are with you, so be it, but don't listen to any music. You know, just just give yourself that five minutes to just sit and be with yourself um, and just notice, are you really tense? Because I think for so many of us, you know, we're, we're just not relaxed. We're really activated. Our whole kind of, um, so the other day, my brother was helping me out with some mobility stuff. He's, we'll have to get him on the podcast, actually, because his his knowledge around posture and stuff like that is 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 amazing. But he, he was talking about, relax man i'm like am i not relaxed he's like no dude you're <laughs> like you're 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 just your entire um central nervous system is activated right now like you're not even in i can't even get you like you moving in the way that i want you to be moving because you're you're not relaxed well i i you know and then you st- start to breathe and then you start to let go more and more and there's whole layers of relaxation and whole layers of like um physiological kind of response and ways of being that many of us we, we don't even know are there we don't even mm. realize how tight we are very often we don't realize that we're like holding our jaw clenching our teeth all those kinds of things through the day so you know this 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 kind of first element of inquiry um is as simple as that is actually just taking some time to actually sit and be with yourself and am i relaxed like what's actually going on for me right now and just just feel into it really Mm. Mm. what do you think about all all i'm doing you know uh all brené brené and her have you uh, had a look at her book atlas of the heart i haven't read atlas of the heart i've read i know i know of her, her stuff and i've read i've read a fair amount and watched a lot of a few of her videos and stuff like that but no what's there what leapt out at you well so, so so that book it's a really lovely it's a really lovely put together book with some lovely illustrations and what have you. It's like a really nice 
thing to kind of dip in and out of as opposed to a front to back read. But what she's trying to give people is, you know, like sometimes you see these wheels that will have what are they called? Emotion wheels, maybe, where it's uh, different emotions and then you have like the central bit and then it goes out and there's lots of different options that would say, like we we have those things, what, what are they like? Sad, madden. Was it sad, madden, happy, or something? Like the three, like most people can tell. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of these three, but nothing else. And mm. so, those wheels um, can help uh, get to kind of a deeper level or a a, a more uh, acute understanding of what's happening for you in your experience. And her book is is like that in that she's. Um, helping people to put language to how they're feeling and that aiding with the process of uh, metabolizing emotions so i do think it's um it's a help it's it's interesting because i think it it is helpful because we share a common language but then ultimately all of these words are fucking made up aren't they (laughs) so it's on the other hand it's crackers like if if we did let the horse back into the conversation then you know would the horse even know what resentment was you know because it's well whether they i mean this is the thing i guess we our emotional um spectrum is different because of the beautiful kind of like gifts that we've been given and the self-referencing that we have and the ability that we no, because we have the self-concept, we can then feel self-conscious, right? And we can feel judgment, things like that, which I guess um that's why the that's why the example of the, you know, the 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 the, the horse that robs the bank is is intra is is curious because to me you can see the kind of um it draws a line between our experience and and many animals and and what's going on for them and what's going on for us as far as we know anyway as we're kind of guessing from our from our side of the fence do you know you said something really powerful though you said um you know in in the end it's about the words are meaningless like they're they're concepts ultimately right they're kind of labels that we use it's funny though on the way it looks to me that on the way to kind of um letting go it can be helpful to almost So I have two thoughts on this. One of them is for some people, I think it can be very helpful to get that emotional kind of literacy from the emotions wheel where they figure out, oh no, actually this isn't anger. This really is rage or like this isn't, this is frustration or this is, and then looking at the kind of things that can be hiding behind that, you know, so for many people, anger, um, you know, well, when people are feeling, um, you know, unheard and things like that, or like Mm. not, not listened to, like that's the pointy edge of that, for example. So just get, so but then it's it then it's always ends with letting go of the concept. So sometimes you conceptualize it to then be able to let go of that and be with it in the body. But it mm-hmm. doesn't look like a requirement to me. It looks like if we can learn, and this is kind of the way that I've sort of gone about it, um, is it, to just open to everything behind the concept and just welcome it and just be non-judgmental of it and be with it and 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 they all they ebb and they flow and they move and they change and like you say whether you if you intimately know um if you get to know anger into into 
if you invite it in and you release it with the word anger attached to it or not it doesn't really that doesn't look mm -hmm. like the important thing to me it looks like the it's it's truly being with it and it, and yeah. opening to it and knowing that it's not wrong and then allowing it to flow through us and on the and go on its own journey mm. yeah 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 i mean there's yeah. so much to this sorry go on what were you what were you gonna say i was just gonna say we're just we're not we're just not used to inviting this stuff in typically we speak to people every day that are trying their best not to feel things being afraid of feeling things suppressing things that are running away from things that um they don't want to feel and it can feel really uh insurmountable but i think it's off the back of like the the more that you i'm sure i've said this before but you know the more that you turn away from something and you know we we use a safety behavior to avoid something then the thing that we're avoiding becomes bigger you know we fear it more because we're not exposing ourselves ourselves to it and so the thing that um we typically don't want to hear like the whole spider phobia thing with me is you know like I, I went through every option to not have to be exposed to them employed many many safety behaviors spent a lot of money on trying to uh get rid of my spider phobia <laughs> by avoidance measures and of course none of them work and then the thing that somebody tells you is well you know i can help you but you're good like the bad news is the good and the bad news is you're gonna have to be exposed to them oh fuck <laughs> but it works it works well i mean the th i think one of the hugely one of the huge side effects of being in an emotion phobic culture that has a story about um many different things and grief and the way that we have the, the kind of story and the narrative we have around death and all these different things one of the byproducts of that is that we we run away from some of these things and we can do that for 10 20 30 40 years and then we can get so scared we can innocently scare ourselves so much about what the feeling is. And so we come up with all these different, I love this is unconscious. We come up with all these different ways of not having to feel it. So alcohol, drugs, you know, anything, food, all these different things that we're using. Um, and then at some point, but, I, but, but actually, I mean, I've witnessed this a lot, a lot where people actually fall into a state of um, safety and they start to, really feel safe and they feel something for the first time. And I'm not saying that this is always the case, but sometimes it can be five minutes of deep, you know, heartfelt experience and there may be tears and the body, you know, really releasing it and breath. And, and people are like, is that what I've been yeah. avoiding for 30 years? And it's like, yeah, man, like that is. Um, and sometimes it might be, you know, if it's like grief or something like that, there may be some waves to it and ebbs and flows and stuff. 
but there is no feeling that any of us can't be with you know we've been what we do is we 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 scare the shit out of ourselves by thinking something is going to last forever, that it's never going to change. We think if I start crying, I'm never going to stop. And we have all these concepts about what it will be like. But that's not what it's actually going to be like. And it's not that it's comfortable. It's not that, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. To, but yeah, that's exactly it. And I think if you go to a culture that just doesn't have that kind of It's sort of like um way of viewing or looking at emotions and things like that, which I think these days a lot of, a lot, well, particularly in the West, cultures do run away from feelings. There's just a really different, you know, people just, don't, they have, everyone has their own problems in every, every country. Of course, we've all got our cultural things that are a bit sticky, Um, but there's just less suffering being innocently generated around that, hmm. which is why when you go visit somewhere like India, if you've come from like the UK or America or Europe or somewhere and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, there are places where there's like how, how these people's attitude towards death and dying and things like it's so different, so different. You know, the the idea here that you would say, I don't know, if to like leave a body in the house, for example, and go through ritual and go through kind of or, you know, it's just so alien to people. People are like, I can't do that. I couldn't do it. Like, it's like a, but it's no, it's no, it's just constructed. You know, all of this stuff is made up. It's all, and, and, and some of it is helpful and some of it isn't. So anyway, go. but I think it's, I think that this is the, the real beauty of genuine self-inquiry of being with whatever is there for you. Um, is that you you just open up to this whole world of feeling that you didn't know existed because on the other side of that so if there is that thing that you haven't felt for a very long time once felt i mean there's everything you've been trying to create for however many years this side of it is on the other side of it mm. you know the peace and the equanimity and that stuff it's just it's all there it just it's just waiting to come through it those the only thing those feelings have wanted is to be felt mm. yeah yeah because they'll guide us naturally they'll guide us we talked last week about you know how it feels to live authentically or inauthentically and so this is the route to you know what the way of integrity with yourself and that may come along with life circumstances and experiences that are difficult and challenging and emotions that feel challenging in the body. But overall, you have that like steadfast knowing of safety and being able to include all of it and knowing, you know, even in the depths of it that you it's, it's like breaking through another husk and being able to grow and expand from there. It's it's a really beautiful thing. But it starts with you care, care, caring enough, caring enough to notice gently. I liked what you said earlier about relaxation and 
Because even just noticing that, just noticing where tension is in your body at any particular time and then being able to release it. Because everything's connected, right? So you release something somewhere in the body and then things start to flow better. Um, and then generally you can feel entirely different. It's, it's so the breath is such an incredible thing for this. It's It just looks like we've just, a lot of people that I have sort of worked with here, really, is it though? Is it really that? Like, you know, you've taught me, you know, a, you know, absolute huge fan of like four, eight breathing or something like that, where we've got longer exhale than inhale, just because just to, you know, bring the rest and digest system on, just make ourselves feel good. And like, yeah, I'm like, absolutely. Because if you just take that time to do that, to just breathe a few times a day, um, there's some great books about this now. I don't think it with the breath, I honestly, because people often say to me, oh, what's all the kind of cool shit you can do? And I'm like, look, I don't think it really matters whether you want to go and experience like Wim Hof stuff or go and do pranayama or whether you want to go and um, do any kind of thing like that. They all, they're all like powerful. They're all like reconnecting you with your physiology. So I, I think it's just what speaks to you. And I tend to teach two or three incredibly simple breaths. I don't think we need to be any more complicated than that unless it's something that you really get into, but I don't I don't see it as being necessary. I The other day, as you know, I, I kind of, I had a really intense experience. I don't know what I did with my back, but I don't know if I had a combination of a muscle pull and nerve something or something, but I had, it was wildly painful and I felt my body start to go into shock, start to go into like panic from it. And what was nice was consciously, the only thing I heard was like breathe. So I just automatically started four, eight breathing and look, it was fucking painful for the entire, for a real, for a day. It was really, really, um, physically painful. Um, but the breath was just my mate. It was just there helping me, just reminding me, just come, there was no way. Like if I had gone into my head to try and talk myself down, and tried tried to inquire at that level right so it looks like at some level inquiry is just like being with what's happening in the body like it's not an intellectual inquiry not that that's useless but actually the thing that i think many many of us are we're pretty good at intellectual inquiry what we're what we're potentially not so good at or don't even know is that there's a there's a whole level of, of inquiry that's at the felt level that's at the mm. somatic level the body level and the real one of the beautiful things about that is that's where your inner kind of knowing is as well. So, you know, if you've had a way of thinking the world works in a certain way, something you learned when you were really small, and then you just every time you go into a situation with someone or whatever, you flick into that default programming. Well, if you these like sometimes there'll be a real feeling of you of like, no, you don't want to mm -hmm. do this right now. The more you can tune into that, that wisdom will 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 melt that crap. Like the, those programs and stuff, it can melt it. It can show you and guide you. It can guide you. I um, I was at an event a few. When was this? Last year, sometime. Um, uh, and a guy called Dickin Bettinger, who I, I love listening to listening to Dickin speak. He's re he's really uh, just a lovely guy, and he was talking about how just finding that feeling of like 
being home, being peaceful, being relaxed, that that feeling will teach you. He kind of, he made a decision that he wasn't going to parent from anywhere other than that space. So when he found himself caught up, like in his head, he'd say to his kids, you're not going to get the best of me right now. Let's not do this right now. Let's, let's wait. And then when, when he felt kind of calm and had clarity and the snow globe had settled, then he'd go and say, right, let's have the conversation. And he, the way he put it was like that feeling taught him how to reparent. Like it, it, it completely took him out of reactivity and he's human. So it's not that those things never came up again, but when he noticed he was able to step aside and actually be taught by, be guided by his wisdom more. Um, mm. And I've noticed in the last few years for me, I just, I feel like a lot of my relationships have started completely afresh again. Like I, know, so like, I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel like because I'm coming from that feeling, I feel like I'm just suddenly able to just be with people and just without, without any of that as safety. I don't need a way of being, I don't need to react in a certain way or any of that. I've kind of started to let a lot of that stuff go just naturally. Not, I haven't had to, it's not a conscious trying. It's just because of the direction that we've been, that we look in and all these things, right? Over time, these things happen. Um, and it's wonderful because I feel like I'm just more me. I feel like I'm not, you know, when I hang out with people, I might previously have, you know, been reactive and I'm just less that now, which is, which is lovely. And that's available mm. for all of us. And it's just from feeling what's going on mm. internally. Mm. Funnily enough, I was talking to, um, uh, a client this week about like how we mask certain things and uh, she was talking about being introverted but feeling that you have to show up and be a certain way or um, like effectively performing and I was talking to her about this experience I'd had on a retreat that I went on where the sort of the outset of the retreat I'd had like one of these moments of um, there was kind of like a lull uh, before I settled into this retreat and I I got caught up in all of this, like feeling really self-conscious and, and almost like questioning myself, like, why am I here? Oh, well, not even why am I here? Like, I don't want to be here knowing full well that that, wasn't my authentic voice like talk about self-talk you know one of the best tools I've got is doubt the first thing that you think and then and then listen again and so that that was what was playing out at this retreat and and the more that I could give um like not attaching to any of the insecure thinking but just allowing myself to have the experience and to be in the space I I had this moment in, so we were all sitting down to eat and my entire life of traveling the world with my other business has been entertaining people. So taking people out for dinner and talking to them. And I've always fucking hated small talk always, but I've had to get really fucking good at it because you're spending a lot of time with people, some of which, you, you know, you know, like Zippo about lots of different people being kind of the, the person that's responsible and 
I was carrying this forward, this like, almost like I'm there to entertain everybody. <laughs> like mm. what a thing, to, like what a pressure to put on yourself. Like all of their experiences down to me, of course it's fucking not. And how it manifested itself was that we, we sat down for um, this meal and we're passing the food around and going through the pleasantries and the politeness and all of that, which is fine. And then I had this like urge to talk, yet it wasn't coming from a place of authenticity. It was coming from a place of uh, wanting to avoid discomfort. And so rather than filling the air with <laughs> talk about, you know, horses robbing banks and that sort of thing, I. That is not small talk. I just, <laughs> that's big that is talk. Deep talk. <laughs> I, uh, I decided that what I was going to do instead was. I was going to suppress the urge very gently and I was just going to breathe instead. And so I was breathing really, really deep and long. And something really interesting happened in that 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 urge went away and I was able to just be in that place of like, like feeling really connected. And it was teaching me that, you know, you don't you don't have to speak to be connected to people. You know, you can mm. have a much deeper connection with no words spoken at all. And it it was just it, it was revelatory because it, it was it was so beautiful for my own experience, but no doubt for other people's experience, because that energy was no longer present of um, you know, talking about tension, like there was a level of tension there beforehand. And 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 the breath was the vehicle to send that on its merry way yeah that's really i can't cool. remember why i was talking about it no that's very cool though i can remember um being in silence um a few times when other people aren't so you can't and just just seeing these things pop up of like oh that's where i normally would have said that that's where i normally would have like disagreed or agreed that's where i would have like and i realized like wow i'm bringing so much to this and i love what you saw because Although you didn't use these words, a lot of my most profound insights these days come with a feeling or a thought of, oh, you don't have to think that anymore. Oh, you don't have to do that anymore. And I don't know what it is I've necessarily seen, mm -hmm. um, but that's the kind of, you know, just some different options appear on the menu that weren't there before. Like how amazing that for whatever reason in that moment, something had shifted in your level of understanding you saw something and you went i don't have to do that i wonder what would happen if i just lent into the breath for a minute and something that had you kind of like someone had been talking to someone about it and if you were putting together a plan of action of how you were going to conquer that you'd have been like oh fucking hell it would have just going to take me a really really long time to break this one i've been like this my whole fucking life like i'm a mess like you don't sorry i'm putting words in your mouth but um it's but Fuck no, you, Sam. <laughs> no but all you actually had to do all you had to do was breathe mm. and you you connected with who you really are you fell into connection and in an insight friendly space and so the other day on, on one of our in one of our stay stop groups, I was sharing the most profound thing that's probably happened to me in my relationships, which is and this is going to this is probably going to sound like, yeah, no, no shit, Sherlock, to a lot of people listening. But this is how insights often come afterwards. You're like, have I have I been a dummy about this for like so long? Like, that's how I feel like they're they're off. They're not like often they're so simple. I was like, 
holy shit. Like if I don't know what to say, or if I don't feel like I've got anything to say if someone's upset or something, I just won't say anything. I'll just be there with them. And I was like, because up until then, I'd always been like, fuck, got to say like silence or whatever. My discomfort, right? Not theirs. I cannot tell you the impact that's had on my life and my relationship with Robin and everybody. I could, mm. I couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you. And it was an absolute revelation to me. I can rem remember one time saying to Rob, we came back from something and I was like, oh, I felt a bit awkward at the beginning of that. She was like, did you? I was like, yeah, you know, there was a lot of silences and stuff. She was like, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't register for me. Like we all have different stuff. I've been the kind of person that like, if you're standing in a group of three or four people and there'd been a silence, I'd be the person that's like, in the, I feel like I'm kind of breaking too in the middle inside of me. I'd be like, oh, and, and it's like, that's going away. That's going away. And it's only come from me being comfortable with myself in silence, mm. you know, because really it was just a signal that, oh God, I don't know how to be here. I don't know how to, I was like, point, I was like looking out there and saying, this, my feelings are coming from the situation. They're coming from this silence, but actually they're just coming from, they're just coming from my stuff. Mm. They were just coming from my stuff. So listening, tuning in or interoception, which is what we were talking about the, at the beginning, you know, Am I, are my hands tinkling? Like what's going on in my body? Like all that stuff, awareness and opening up to this other world, potentially thinking about looking at the emotion wheel and stuff like that, whether it be Brené Brown stuff or yeah, thing's been around for a long, long time. I think it's like something from the seventies or something, isn't it? Like, a, I don't know, actually, you'd have to go have a look, but I think it's been, it's been used in you know, psychology. Something from the seventies, like disco. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, or like, I was going to say, or, uh, or like, I didn't know Blairs. when. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um are you from the called? 70s you're from the 70s you? no, i was born in 1980 oh bloody hell i nearly i nearly um good job i inquired about that wasn't it <laughs> rather than stated everyone knows how old you are now if they can do maths <laughs> <laughs> well sort of but then when was this recorded if we don't date stamp this yeah you're right who, who knows we're probably who not going to release this till like 2060 or something yeah or 2080 be dead then <laughs> we all no we might you, not all will be back back with it's, source it's on the climate crisis doesn't it back with source back with source you'll be back as a, that'd be you. that's that's you i'm getting visions of you robbing banks as a horse <laughs> <laughs> well Ah, oh, that's who the badger sidekick is. Sam. Mm. What? Was in like you'll be a Robin, you'll be the horse, and I'll, I'll be, be the, the horse, and you'll be the badger. Have I shown you my picture of my my magical spiritual wandering badger that I got the other day? Oh, you did, didn't you? Oh, I, think Go on, I, let's have I, a look. I haven't got it here. I'm at my mum and dad's house. I was going to say, well, you haven't actually even carried it along to your mum and dad's house. Is is no. that it's that meaningful that you didn't bring it on the road trip? I mean, let's be honest, that would be slightly, that would be, that would be a bit odd if I had taken some art from my house and carried that in transit with me five hours. Mind you, I don't know, it depends. I mean, I guess there's, there's stranger things than that, but cuddly toys, you know, I forgot, um, I, f I forgot to bring one of them along. 
I normally bring like, Remy, Remy the rat. Noe, um, little Noe was being upset the last couple of nights because she went and left Henry Hound at Daddy's house, didn't she? Me. So, Is he back? Mm, no, he's still at Daddy's house. It's all right. Daddy will look after him, hopefully. Mm. Um, we've deviated off from where whence we were. What and, a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. How did that happen? It's the first time oh. for everything. Um I I just wanted to throw in a little a little takeaway piece of something to do if you do want something to do because we talked about breath work do it and one of the things that i just think can be so helpful to aid listening to self is something like any, any restorative or relaxation practice so anything any restorative yoga or something like yoga nidra can be really really wonderful and so just looking up a little practice like that that you can weave into your day somewhere you know it might be something that you want to do in the middle of your days some restoration time or back end of your day nurturing yourself into rest and sleep but it can be really helpful in getting uh, more attuned and comfortable with the feeling body particularly if you feel like you've been disconnected or you might even not recognize it as that. But once you start to do a practice like restorative yoga or yoga nidra, then you will, you'll feel your experience in a different way. So definitely give one of those a go. And my ultimate favorite yoga nidra teacher is the lovely Tracy with two E's Stanley. So go and look her up. Awesome. I would, uh, yeah, I would say go keep it really simple and explore some kind of, um, yeah, breathing. But I, think, I mean, that's kind of the center point, really. I mean, it's the one thing that mm. we, I mean, I, these days I notice um, that I, you know, my, this didn't used to be the case, but my breathing is, is much more naturally, like it's deep breathing. Um, I find myself going to it and it's, it's just really powerful. So yeah, explore what Ellie said or go go check out like some kind of like four eight breathing or any any kind of breathing on, you know, go find something that you that you dig. There's a, some great books out now. There's a book. Anyway, I'll, I'll find we'll have to mention it. I can't remember the title, but we'll, you know, go find some books on this and just find something really simple, especially if you're someone that isn't a me- like if you're like, oh God, meditation, that's not for me. You know, the thing with breathwork is you're kind of doing something. So it's like yeah. a it's a really, really powerful access point as well. So, yeah, I love that. Mm. I love that. And even even if the only thing that you do is you notice whether you're breathing shallow into your chest, mm. just noticing that and shifting that and starting to breathe into your abdomen will have a profound effect. Huge. Huge. Unless you're genuinely running away from a tiger. Then it's okay. Yeah, you breathe it. I mean, then I would, I would, then it, then it makes sense to be in, um, fight or flight do you hear my tummy or if you're running away from a horse that's robbing, that's a, robbing bank. a bank with its badger friend oh man there's some art that is a t-shirt if anyone can oh. make that i'll love you forever yeah we just need some 
some badger horse art, and then we'll get some PNS t-shirts sorted out. Yeah, I love it. Right, team. Love you all. Go forth. Inquire. Go forth and wander. Behave. Yeah. Don't rob uh, a bank. Yeah, don't do that. Love you. Bye.